And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Friday, February 25th, and we find ourselves at a very disturbing period right now as Russia has invaded Ukraine. I went on our CBS Mornings program yesterday to talk about that. We'll air that segment in just a second. I know that a lot of the gyrations in the markets can get you nervous. In fact, that's kind of how we ended up starting this program on a daily basis, that there were so many trials and tribulations early in the pandemic that this program, which used to go out twice a week, we went to a daily show. There was just so much going on and and you all were so worried. So while I don't expect that to happen right this second, it was a crazy session yesterday, sort of reminiscent of those early days of the pandemic. When I woke up yesterday morning way early and I was like, oh no, all the markets, all the indexes down two, three percent. And, you know, then I do the segment and it's still sort of scary. And uh, I do radio hits all during the day and everyone's like, oh my God, what should I do? And my hair's on fire, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's unbelievable what happens. Truly, uh, because we we recover. In fact, the Nasdaq composite was up by 3.3% on the day. Unbelievable day on the Nasdaq. The S&P closed higher by one and a half percent, the Dow up a little bit. And also for all of you who have been shunning your, um, your bonds, the bonds looked like they were the safe bet early on. And, um, you know, by the end of the day, it was fine. We're still under 2% in the 10 year, but you know, it's just going to be a rocky, rocky road. And I can't make it any different for you. I guess the the good news to consider is that we come into this period with a lot of strength, you know, from the March 2020 lows to the high reached January 3rd, the S&P 500 up 114 percent. And that's something else. It's hard to come back from uh, such a deep loss, but but in, in fact, markets did. 
I know it's going to be really hard for a lot of you to hear that prices are going to stay high. Well, they are. They're going to stay high. And I'm not sure that the Fed raising interest rates at the March meeting is really going to take any of the edge off. You know, when we see a global conflict occur, we we know that there are supply chain issues that ripple across to us. So we may not import a lot from Russia and Ukraine, but Russia is a big exporter of everything from petroleum products and that includes oil and gas, to agricultural products like wheat, to metals like aluminum and platinum and palladium, palladium used in semiconductor chips. And this is especially true for those in Europe. Russia supplies about 40% of natural gas and 25% of oil to the continent. So what I think is happening right now is investors are trying to figure out how are worldwide supply chains going to react to this conflict. And we don't know all of the um, extent of it yet. We don't know how long it's going to last. We don't know what the sanctions response is going to be. I think what's clear is we're going to see potential, not definite, but potential disruption to production. We could see some some issues around logistics and capacity constraints. There, there could be cybersecurity breaches. I think overall, what we now know is that this situation could cause overall anxiety, could cause businesses to cut back on their spending, individuals to cut back on their spending. And unfortunately, gas prices are going to head higher. You know, I've been trying to talk to a bunch of different economists about this to suss out where we go from here. And, you know, if we go to $100 in crude oil, we stay above $100 for a while that's going to actually impact us pretty dramatically. We could see gas prices go up by 10, 20, 30 cents a gallon. And before the crisis ever started, gas prices were already up by 21 cents from a month ago or 90 cents from a year ago. So it's going to be tough out there when it comes to prices. So what does this all mean for you? Well, you're going to pay higher prices for a longer period of time. We are going to be in a period of volatility for a longer time than is probably going to make you feel comfortable. But if you've got your game plan and you've got it ready and you're a long-term investor, you take a deep breath and you get some perspective. You know, we are coming into this period with the labor market healed largely and the economy recovered largely, but there are some weird spots in the post-COVID era. So I'm worried that people are going to try to do something. This is not a do something period. This is a remind yourself why you're in it for the long term period. And if you've got questions, you need our help. Of course, we're happy to hold your hands. Just go to JillOnMoney.com, click the contact us button and um, listen to this segment. Again, it was yesterday morning before markets even open. Hopefully we get through this period with no big damage to the economy, no lasting price increases, and the market volatility that ensues is something that you can absorb and not react to. Here is my interview from yesterday morning on CBS Mornings with Nate Burleson. Russia's invasion of Ukraine hit global markets hard overnight. Oil prices topped $100 a barrel for the first time since 2014. For more on this and what it means for your family's finances, we're joined by CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger. Jill, good morning. Good morning. So what does this mean for Americans on on things like prices of gas? I think that's where we're going to see the most severe impact because we know the price of oil has already been going up. 
We've seen oil and gas prices up by 40 percent from a year ago. We're headed higher, unfortunately. According to AAA, we're at about $3.54 nationally mm-hmm. for a gallon of gas. If this persists, if this goes on, we could see oil and gas prices, utility prices up even more. We also could see agricultural prices for wheat and corn because Russia and Ukraine are big exporters. And finally, we could see metal prices when we look at Mm. iron ore, we look at palladium used in those chips that we need in cars. So all this is going to add to inflationary pressures, at least in the short term. And speaking of inflation, the inflation rate is at nearly a 40 year high. So what does this conflict mean for things like the price of food? Well, I think that what we're seeing right now is at seven and a half percent inflation, we were expecting to drift a little bit higher. I'm talking to economists who say this could go up to nine percent inflation. So everything is going to cost more. This, of course, puts the Federal Reserve in a terrible bind. Here's why. Because they want to raise interest rates to control prices. That's important. But at the same time, this is a conflict that could cause a lot of economic damage. And so the Fed is weighing not raising rates too quickly to slow down the economic recovery, but trying to control those prices. Speaking of the economic damage, will the global markets bounce back? And what advice do you give to investors? Well, I always start with try to take a deep breath. It's scary. These panic situations are really rough. And and try to just calm down, remain true to your plan. Markets are going to be volatile. So even if they they are, Jill, exactly. If they go down big today, they could go up big tomorrow. Try not to react. Stick to that game plan. Remember, if you're a long-term investor, these moments are real tests. So please try to stay calm and try to remind yourself, I'm in it for the long term. Real quick, what about to consumers? I think for consumers, just be prepared. We are going to see this level of high prices for a while, whether it's gas, whether it's oil, whether it's food, whether it's the chips for your cars. We are stuck with high prices at least for a few more months and maybe for as much as six months, depending on how long this escalation lasts. Well, thanks again for listening and uh, send your questions right away. Come on, we're, we're ready to rock and roll with you. Just go to jillonmoney.com, jillonmoney.com, and you just have to click the Contact Us button and we'll get your note. Don't forget that it is Friday, and so I will remind you that... Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Talercio is the executive producer extraordinaire. We are distributed by Cadence 13, and we ask you all to please do something nice for someone else today. Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.